Jen Mo, and welcome to Nurse Connect. I am an RN and a board-certified nurse coach. I believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life, and that sharing our stories not only helps us heal ourselves, but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism. I'm so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey, and I encourage you to find a way to share yours too. Thanks for listening in. Welcome back. I'm Jen Mall with Nurse Connect Podcast, and I'm happy to have Ashley here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, super excited to have another podcaster uh, on the <laughs> on my podcast. Um, it's so fun to chat with how everybody's kind of gotten theirs going and and the focus area. So I know we'll dig into more of that as we go. But I would love for you to just start with, you know, how did you become a nurse? What has been your path and, and kind of where are you at now? We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. This will be a long and twisty turn story. Perfect. So, <laughs> um, registered. So, so nursing itself is actually my second career, and now entrepreneurship is my third career. Cool. So, I started in psychology. That was my first degree in my undergrad, which I feel like points to one just my own mental health journey. Anyone who goes into psych, I feel like they've got their own little story there. But sure. also my in decisiveness. I was kind of told you have to go to college. And I was like, well, I have no idea what I want to do. So I'm just going to pick this thing I'm interested in. Uh, I think psychology and nursing actually really go hand in hand anyway, but I was just so interested in how humans operate and how people Mm -hmm. work. So I studied psychology. That career didn't really go the direction I wanted to. I ended up in biomedical research, which was interesting, but didn't make the impact that I wanted. Yeah. I knew I wanted to work with people, with humans. So I actually went back to school for my master's degree in nursing. Mm. I went through an accelerated program uh, because I knew that I wanted to reach people in a different way. And I thought nursing is the best way for me to do this. Cool. So I became a nurse in 2019. I started in the adult ICU in the fall. Oh and I think it was probably, yeah, it's always a great like lead up to the story. There's plenty of foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably two weeks after I got off of orientation that the pandemic really started. So I was a COVID ICU nurse for over like a year and a half and burned out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As you can imagine, I think so many of us did in that season. So I went outpatient for a little while to see if that might feel better, but I wasn't stimulated enough. I didn't find that I was excited enough about that space. I was in a, it was a little bit of my psych background. I actually worked in a methadone clinic. So I got to use some of those skills, Mm -hmm. but still didn't get the impact that I wanted. And so I went back into the cardiac cath lab and worked there for about another year and a half Mm -hmm. and still felt this itch that there was something different that I needed to be doing. I loved my patients and I loved my work, but the, there was a, a gap. Yeah. I still didn't feel like I was making the impact that I wanted to because it felt like I was keeping people in the hospital or treating people when they're in the hospital instead of maybe reaching them before they get there. Yeah. And so I pivoted out of nursing in the traditional sense and into coaching um, the, at the end of 2022. So this past year has been my first year as a full-time entrepreneur. And what I found was that there was a gap with nurses specifically. So the my coworkers, the people that I was working with were the ones who were taking care of everyone else, taking care of the world. 
and weren't actually taking care of themselves very well because they just couldn't find the time. They couldn't find the space. And it was so difficult to do so. Mm-hmm. So I found that that was my space is that I could help the people that I cared about most, the people who could have that ripple effect that I actually wanted. If I could help nurses, nurses could help more people and then change the world that way. So that's actually where I've been over the past year. I have my own podcast as well. It's called the Ashley O show and it is very much nursing, but also just life. Um, My husband and I are digital nomads. So we've lived as digital nomads for the past year, living in different places in the United States for three months at a time. So it's been quite an adventure. Long story. (laughs) No, I love how actually succinct you made that. Um, because it, like you said, it is a long and windy path and there is so much in between that, that I'm sure you glazed over. Uh, So I would love to unpack it just a little bit. So when you're back in the cath lab, how did you kind of make that jump into realizing coaching and, and, and what drew you into that? Did you experience coaching yourself? How did you kind of recognize that that was an area that you could really help people with? in. Yeah. So I actually related so much to your episode where you were kind of telling your story. Um, Very similar. Like I got into personal development in that space right when I started nursing Okay. because I felt that that gap within myself. I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do. I know nursing is what I'm interested in, but I have no idea where I want to go. So I wanted to explore a little bit more of myself. I feel like that's where that started. And then I started to learn that entrepreneurship is even a possibility. I had no idea that I could even do that. I just assumed I needed to have a job working for somebody else. And that kind of just grew in that time while I was becoming a nurse. But once I was in nursing itself, I started to work with coaches Mm -hmm. uh, because that was what I needed Uh, as a new grad nurse. As the only new grad in the ICU where I was, I had no idea what I was doing. And I also just, I had no one to compare against and say like, is this normal? Is it normal to go into work terrified every day? Is it normal to get afraid of every assignment that I get? Is it normal to feel this way after codes? Like I had no one to ask. Mm -hmm. So when I found community and I found coaching, that was really helpful for me. And then I've also always been interested in uh, health and fitness myself. I've had my own like tumultuous journey in that space. And so just being able to learn from my experience and help others in the same, I think was the other piece that inspired me. And again, nursing and coaching, health coaching, fitness coaching, they go hand in hand. They really go together in so many ways. That's so true because I think we, we naturally do that for our patients, even for our families and for our families, we're really good about sharing suggestions and advice on what to do, but we don't always necessarily internalize that, that that is what we need to, or could, or should, or would do um, to better take care of ourselves because it feels so selfish sometimes to find yeah. time to care for ourselves when we really feel like we want to be taking care of everybody else. Yeah, that's so true. That's the word we use too. Is this selfish? Yeah. And I think that we've built this negative connotation around that, especially these nurses. We're supposed to be selfless. We're supposed to be caregivers. And so the moment we think that we're being selfish, we like run in the other direction. Right. When with what we need to remember is the more selfish that nurses can be, the better nurses they become in so many ways. If they could, if we can k- take care of ourselves first, that affect impacts everyone around us. Your relationships are better. Your patients are better. Work is better. All of it's better if you take care of you first. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've all, um, unfortunately have to kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like you said, it doesn't come naturally to us and it feels kind of icky. Um, and so doing that work and having others model it and tell you that it's okay and help you kind of hold your hand and walk you through it. And it's like, no, this is okay. Look, when, when you fill yourself up, when you physically take care of your body, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, when you do that, look how much else and better you can actually help others. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I reached that point myself. I think you, you had this in your story as well, where I reach my own place of burnout and that is the place that's where most of us get to. And I I would love to prevent that from happening. That's what I try and do with the, with the nurses that I work with, but we, a lot of us reach the point and then you kind of lose the choice. You no longer have a choice to take care of yourself. You are now forced to, because it's either that, or you, you know, leave the profession altogether. You lose yourself, your health goes down the drain. Like there's so many impacts that can happen if we try and ignore it. So we usually don't have a choice anymore. It'd be so much better if we could get to that before we reach the point of burnout. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your maybe tangible tips that you would recommend um, for our nurses, especially those, I think probably really working in the clinical setting tend to to feel this impact um, pretty significantly. Um, What would be some suggestions that you have for them to kind of get started to help take care of themselves? The key is to make it really simple. Um, this is the other reason I felt called to move into like a coaching space is because nurses and healthcare workers, the people working, you know, 13, 14 hour shifts at a time, multiple days a week, they don't fit into the normal model of how we're teaching people how to take care of themselves when it comes to health and fitness. You go online, you find a coach. It's usually like spend an hour in the gym every single day, do all of these things, meal prep for four hours on a Sunday. And every nurse is like, that's not happening. (laughs) We need to make it really simple. So start with the small things that you know can have a big impact. So one is always just going to be more movement in general, and that just has a huge effect on everything. So one of the best ways to uh, move through burnout. So when we are stuck in burnout specifically, that's just usually a bunch of stress cycles that haven't been completed that are building up over Mm -hmm. time until we reach the point of no return. So the easiest way to complete the stress cycle is to move in some way, because if you think about stress, like we think of the classic, you know, running away from a, of a lion. I don't know when we were running away from lions, but that's always what I think of. Um, But when we're running away from something, we escape and then we get to calm down once our, once we escape the threat, it's the same thing in life. We just have new threats. Mm -hmm. So movement is a really beautiful way for us to escape the threat of the stress that we're just experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it doesn't need to be this fancy structured movement. It doesn't need to be an hour in the gym every single day with a perfectly curated program or anything like that. This can be just moving more in your life, driving, parking further away from the grocery store. It could be going for a walk with your family at night. It could be, could be going on a run if that's what feels right for you. It could be going to the gym if that's what feels right, but it can be really simple. Any simple forms of movement add up a huge amount over time and help you complete the stress cycle and also just help you with your health overall. So movement's one. The other big piece is I think of us as like a, we have a plate at all Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And so often our plates are just completely overflowing with stuff. We've taken on more responsibilities, more shifts at work. Our family needs us. We're trying to pick up a new hobby because we saw that Susie online is doing the same (laughs) thing. We're just comparing ourselves and piling more on and on. If we can take off things that aren't aligned, that don't feel right, 
and then maybe add a couple things that actually give us more than they take away from us. Those boundaries are really important. So boundaries and movement are, I think, two of the easiest places to start when it comes to taking care of you. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Two things that really um, connected with me when I first started trying to figure out how the heck do I even take care of myself when I was really burned out parking far away was actually the first thing I did. I would park oh. <laughs> at the very end of the parking lot and I still do that. Yeah. And, and so that it was like, I got an extra, like less than five minutes, you know, but some extra movement, I would take the stairs instead of the elevator. Um, I would take the long way around when I would go for a meeting. Like I, I would just, yeah. I was trying to find these little, um, I've been calling it and I don't know if this is a term, but like, um, like m- micro movements, like yeah. micro moments, like finding little tiny, little itty bitty time periods to move your body or to find some sort of like breath work practice, whether like one minute yes. bathroom while you, before you unlock the door, take one minute to breathe. Um, but yeah. like trying to find those micro movements and over time that actually did develop into a running practice. I've subsequently more do walking just because it's easier on my body as I'm, as I'm aging now, yeah. I'm finding like lots more aches and pains. So walking is not as um, impactful on my body. So like the movement thing I love. And then um, when you the talking about the plates, that was the analogy that when I hit my wall, when I hit my burnout, I had so many like not just plates that were full, like each plate was full and they were all like, right. And then when (laughs) I crashed into my wall, every plate came crashing down. And then it was an opportunity for me to be like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore. And now what do I want to just put on my plate? Like, what do I want to take from this? What do I want to take from that? And some things were have tos and some things were, I thought they were have tos and they weren't like, I was, taking on other people's problems and other people's things that were not mine at all. And so boundaries became really important <laughs> to yes. figure this all out. And as nurses, we're really good at that. We mm-hmm. can feel things around us because that's our job. Like we take yeah. on a lot for our patients. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're their advocates. So it's so natural for us to do that for other people in our lives. Yeah. And that's really when we can push that over the edge. Because if you're taking yeah. care of people at work, and at home and not yourself, that's the worst combo. Right. And what you said about movement, um, I also just love to throw this in there. We often think that those micro movements, the small things, the small practices that we add in throughout the day just don't count. Mm-hmm. We, we just say, what's the point of doing this 10 minutes of movement because it doesn't matter. But I want you to just think about if you did, if this was all you did, three times a week, you did 10 minutes of movement in a year, Mm-hmm. That adds up to 26 extra hours mm-hmm. of movement in a year. 26 hours of movement is not insignificant. Yeah. That matters so much. So yeah. the 10 minutes matters. Yes. It matters for your brain, but it matters for your body too. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that. And I just, I'm working with a client and she's trying to figure out how to get more movement in. And I, you know, so we're talking, we're trying to play this out like realistically. Um, and I said, you know, at work, what about after a meeting? instead of going right back to your office, why don't you do one lap around the hospital? Yeah. So, so trying to just fit that in so that, because right when she gets back to her desk, then she's immediately back into that stress cycle that you talked about. I love that. And she hasn't even decompressed from the meeting she just left. And she's immediately thrown back into the fray of 
department staffing and fires that need to be put out and emails and and she works in a leadership role and and it's constant it is yeah. absolutely constant and so I, you know why don't you just before you go back to the office go take the long way around get five ten minutes in of movement before you jump back into that fray and kind of pause for you take care of you fill up yourself and then you can get back into it so yeah i love that um i'm so glad you brought that up about just finding that those little pockets of time to get physical movement in just really helps kind of I love that wrapping the stress cycle. Like let's close that one. Yeah. Then we can move on. <laughs> yeah. We're always going to be in them. It's going to yeah. happen, but if we can close a couple, it at least means that they aren't just like piling up. I think of like an inbox, an email inbox, yeah. like when it reaches the thousands, it's really overwhelming. Oh, so if we could close out a couple of those, it'd be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Now I'm curious, do you implement um, mindfulness practices into your um, day-to-day work? Yes, absolutely. Like for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I am a big believer in, I, I, I had to experiment with a bunch of different modalities. I yeah. think sometimes we can feel, at least for me, I always felt a little silly when I first dabbled in things yeah. and I had to move past that like skeptic brain yeah. um, and find a practice that worked for me in a way that worked for my brain. So one it for me is journaling. I do that every day. Um, and it just became a habit yeah. because I I stripped away the rules about what that had to mean. And I think this is really important for any practice that you implement. We think that we have to, you know, do 30 minutes of meditation, or if we're going to journal, we have to do at least a couple pages, or we have to spend this much time, or we, we just, we love to put rules around things. I think it makes us feel better. And we're all, I think especially you know, as nurses, there's so yes. much pressure in what we do. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're like type A, we just want everything to be in this cute little box that we can check yeah. off. But if we can strip away some of the rules, these practices are more effective. So for me, for journaling, I can do, I can write one word on a page and I'm like, that counts. I did it today. Great. And so I've done it now for almost 300 days in a row because I count it each time I write. Um, So journaling's one, because I usually just brain dump. I get everything out of my brain. Uh, Meditation, I usually do in the mornings. And again, it can be one minute. I don't need to do anything fancy. Um, Just a time for myself to be in silence because we are surrounded by so much distraction all the time. So many screens, beeping, all of it, all the time. It's constant. So the more I can be by myself, it usually feels uncomfortable, but I need it. Um, those two have been really helpful. Breath work, of course, I love to practice breath work. Is, um, that was new for me. I also felt a little funny doing that at first. Just try and strip away the judgment too, yeah. I think, from any of these practices. Um, Cause that can hold us back, especially yeah. as nurses and as natural skeptics, I think. But yeah, those three are probably the ones I use most often in my day-to-day life. Beautiful. Thank you for normalizing uh, the weirdness. Uh, <laughs> it can feel weird at first. Yes. Uh, and, and it really does. It took me a long time, I, especially the journaling. Now I um, absolutely cherish my time. Like I get up early. So I yeah. have extra time to journal and I use a brain dump <laughs> method like just literally clear out my head but at first I had I was so I I mean just like try, I felt like there were rules like oh I wouldn't I wouldn't do it right or my grammar wouldn't be good or I wasn't spelling right or my handwriting's messy or the sentence structure is not good and I don't know why it was like I felt like I needed to write a paper yeah. and, <laughs> like it, it was in APA format and but that was like the the rigidity sometimes we have, especially as nurses, because that is the expectation is that we get it perfect every single time, because otherwise we're going to kill somebody. Yeah. You know, so this is an opportunity in your private practice 
your, 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 your self-care practice to kind of like let that down a little bit and there's no rules or right way to do it, do what feels good for you and just yes. try different things. Yep. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And that's been in anything I do in movement too, right? We want to start a practice, maybe strength training. And we yeah. think I need to do it perfectly. Again, I need to do this much time and this kind of structure. And I need to know exactly how to use all the machines just strip away all the expectations and the rules and just play honestly is what it is, is just try something again and let yourself be a beginner at it. We know nobody likes being a beginner, but we all have to start there. You remember what it felt like to be a brand new nurse. Wasn't the most fun, but we all have to start somewhere with all these practices. For sure. I think I noticed one of the other barriers too, is that, um, people feel like they're other people are judging them, like, because they're not doing it perfect. Um, I know that's a, that's a hindrance, especially when you go out and publicly at a gym and trying to yes. use equipment. Honestly, like nobody is thinking about you because they're all in their own heads. Why are yeah. about you thinking about them? Um, you know, so I, I think there's that perception too, that others are going to be judging us and pretty much nobody really cares to be honest. No, no. <laughs> And honestly, sometimes you're inspiring somebody else yeah. um, by, you know, I've, I've definitely bashed my head in at a gym and had somebody come up and be like, are you okay? You know, you like not making a big deal out of it, but also being like, you're also, Hey, you're lifting so nicely. Like, look at your, like, I don't know. I've had relationships yeah. start just by doing something oh, silly cool. and just being okay with that happening in a gym. It happens to each and every one of us, especially in that setting. I feel so strongly about trying to normalize that feeling because not enough, especially women are in the weight rooms. I want to get more of us in there. Um, But it is scary and it's afraid to, it's scary to be new at something and have people watch you. But like you said, rarely is anyone watching you. And if they are, maybe you're inspiring them in a way that you don't even realize, or maybe you're just normalizing each of us being a human at a gym. Like we all see mistakes happen around us and that's just part of being there. It's a community in itself. Um, And if you're in a gym where you feel judged and it feels like that kind of culture, it's probably not the right gym for you. Yeah. 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 And I know this is the time of year when, you know, we tend to start all of these new things and um and we have we set our expectations probably pretty high um in some cases what would be some of your suggestions if you're looking to start a new routine um or maybe you did start you know seven days ago and you're already off of what you said you were going to do so now you're facing that disappointment and frustration for letting yourself down or others down what would be kind of like your suggestions like we got a couple things to get started but what are some ways to sustain that in a healthy way So New Year's is, I love the energy of the new year, but it also is a really, um, I feel like problematic uh, structure for so many of us because yeah, we see on Instagram or Facebook or wherever we're looking, these everyone else doing this perfect like curated list of 400 things (laughs) that they're doing. I promise that they're also struggling to change the 400 things. The new year, new you idea is I don't love. Um, I love to think of it as just like, it's the same you. It's just a new chapter. If you want to think of it that way, it's in the same book. Um, So especially for nurses who are incredibly busy, we don't need 40 things. There's, we don't have time. There's no space for it. I like to think of my goals, at least for the year in a quarterly fashion so often. So Mm -hmm. if we just think of this first quarter of the year, is there like one or two things 
that you know might be might act as a domino. So if we can identify the the habit or the change that may knock over a bunch of other things, that's going to be a pretty powerful thing to change. And again, if we if we strip away the expectations around that habit. So if it is a movement habit for you that that you're trying to establish, make it the simplest version. So you have a fallback on those days where you don't have the energy to do an hour in the gym or 30 minutes in the gym. Maybe it's that you have a two minute version of that habit that you can, you know you can implement that so that this day is you still check the box it happened it was a two minute version no big deal tomorrow we'll you know do 20 minutes whatever that goal can be we can have a full version of the habit but we can yeah. also have a little scaled down one that we can fall back on because we're gonna have the days yes. where we're not gonna feel like it the other piece is just giving yourself a lot more grace in the process. We aren't meant to be perfect at this. I think so often when we think of consistency, we think of perfect consistency. We think that means that every day we need to check a box. I think consistency can just mean that you just keep keep going. Like even if this day didn't go right, being consistent just means that tomorrow it's a new day and you just try again in some capacity instead of feeling like it has to be this like all or nothing. That's where we we crumble so often. So if you're in this week and you're already like, I'm failing at this point already, Maybe we need to reassess the goals. It's mm-hmm. only January, you know, it's the beginning of January here right now, but it's, it, you're not that far in. It's right. okay. You don't have to have, you haven't failed yet. Like we need to strip that away. I felt this too, but let go of the idea that you have to have it all figured out this early in the year. Right. We've got plenty of time. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Just being much more realistic. And I, um, when you had said like the you got your big version basically and your, your scaled down version. And, um, it's beautiful because it's like, okay, you didn't fail. You didn't screw it up. Today's just one of those days where it's not going to work to do go to the gym maybe and spend an hour, but can you walk out around your house for five minutes? Can yeah. you get to the post box and, and get back and just get some fresh air and take a couple deep breaths. But like just realizing that just because today didn't work out for you to do that big thing you wanted to do, you didn't fail. You don't need to like throw away all your plans. Just get some, some, something small in and then restart tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I heard this the other day, somebody saying like, we all, we, we often feel like we're behind, but we are all on our own separate journeys here. Mm -hmm. We think that we're on the same path as everyone else, but she's on her path and you're on your path. You're going at the right pace for you. You're not behind because this is your path in this it can feel that way when we look around but if you just look on your path alone all the things that you're learning along the way the reasons that maybe it's taking you longer than you'd like it to are probably very necessary for you to get the place that you need to next that the next purpose for you you needed all these lessons in between so if you've revisited the same habit habit over and over and it just doesn't seem to be sticking Maybe it's because we need a new strategy. Maybe it's because this habit's not the right one for you. Maybe you're, you keep trying to go running when dancing is actually going to be the thing that feels the best, right? You're on your own path and it's going to take the amount of time it's supposed to just for you. Oh, I absolutely love that. And it's so true. And I've had to learn that the really hard way (laughs) a few times now. Yeah. But I just, that really sits well is that, um, you know, looking outside the box and not like banging your head against the wall that something just doesn't feel like it's the right thing for you. Maybe it's not. And to try yeah. 
Exactly. Same thing with nursing, right? Like yeah. if a unit's not feeling right for you, just because everyone else said the ER was the best, if it doesn't feel right for you, it's probably just not the right place for you in nursing. And that's okay. Oh, such a good example. Um, and you, I love how you um, just really reinforce that and in your own career path with different forms of nursing. I mean, you did traditional bedside nursing, Unfor- you know, it, it, you got dropped in the middle or the beginning of the pandemic. That was a yes. really, really rough time to start as a nurse in general. Um, and so God bless you. I'm sending you so much love to your former self because all of those thoughts that you had about, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I, you know, am I going to kill my patient? All the, those are all normal thoughts for new yeah. grads. And you had the pandemic on top of that when it yeah. was totally not normal in nursing and our patients were really sick and dying in ridiculous numbers your poor little baby and herself really got the short end of the stick. So many did, but anyways, you've gone on to show that there are so many different paths in nursing. And you, if, if it doesn't fit for you, if it's not that particular unit or that hospital or that type of nursing, isn't the right fit. There are so many different options out there. Yes. And we're not exposed to enough of them. Mm -hmm. So much exploring we can do with what we can do with this career. Like they weren't joking when they said that there was so much you can do with a nursing career like you really can there's so much um and if we could just explore more you might find a place that actually makes you feel lit up again if you're not feeling that way right now there's a home somewhere for you within this profession even if it's not what everyone thought it was going to be like entrepreneurship right I didn't think I was going to be here (laughs) yeah tell me a little bit more about what a digital nomad is I've heard that term (laughs) I kind of have the concept but I'm curious how you're applying it in in your setting Yeah, there are so many ways, right? I think so many of us think of a van when we think of digital nomad life. Uh, We actually, so we had a couple of our friends with us um, when we first started. So we had four of us living in a house, which is so funny. My husband and I married couple and then two of our friends Uh did not think I'd have roommates again after getting married, but we did. Um, We we sort of all just had this idea. They all work in the biotech space and went remote with the pandemic. Mm. And so once that that happened, it sort of opened the door of opportunity to like, we could do this from wherever. I was still working as a nurse and it wasn't possible at the time, but we kind of left that idea in the back of our brains. But we took off in the beginning of this year. Um, we kind of packed up our whole house and turned that into a rental and put our stuff in storage. And then we started in Denver, Colorado. We, we get short-term rentals each time, okay. just furnished ones like on Airbnb or mm-hmm. um, on furnished finders like a lot of nurses use. Mm-hmm. We use those platforms. We find a home. We stay there for three to four months. And then we decide where we want to go and we move somewhere else. Um, so yeah, Denver, Bozeman, we were in the Northeast and right now we're in Georgia. Um, and then we'll probably go back to Tucson for a little while. And then I think we're going to settle after that. So it's a long journey, but we've we've made it our own in the sense that we live in these houses instead of living in a van. The van life, we tried it. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, that is super cool. And I love how you're just exploring the country and seeing what works and what do you like and just, oh, that's so fun. Um, and and uh, maybe to me a little bit more practical actually being in a house because yeah like, <laughs> I can't even imagine living in my RV or, or van for months on end to do that <laughs> exactly we did that for like three weeks in an RV we rented one once and I was like I don't think I could do this <laughs> longer than this <laughs> yeah I yeah. like I like four walls and a bathroom it's my favorite yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you so is your business totally online mm-hmm. remote 
Yeah. Yes. How do but do you do you ever miss that like in person connection? Like absolutely hospital setting that you get, you know? I miss the I miss in person connection just in general. Um after nursing for a short time I was even teaching classes like in a in a gym and that even was really fun just to see people in person. Uh so I miss that definitely. And I that's why in my business I this year we'll have more live events cool. uh, once we settle somewhere. It's just hard moving around, but um, I miss that. And I miss seeing nurses in person uh, and being in that setting because you just reach people at a different level. Um, I, I've started these just nurse coffee chats is what I call them, okay. where they're just a free call where nurses can come on. I do them once or twice a month. And that's, it's not quite filling the gap of in-person, but it's at least building community and having more face-to-face -face interaction, uh, which I've missed. Cause as you know, as a podcaster, at least you have these interviews where you see someone, but yeah. sometimes you're like behind a microphone, just talking to yourself and it, <laughs> it can feel, it can feel more disconnected than you wanted. So yeah. it's nice to, to make that community piece infused into this space. But yeah, I miss, I miss in person and I miss being with nurses in person. I don't necessarily miss the hospital setting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the bureaucracy, I think that yes. was always what, what made me struggle the most and watching nurses, um, be stuck in that feeling yeah. powerless. Sometimes it really frustrates me as someone who's just like, I feel like an advocate yeah. for nurses. It, it's frustrating, but I miss the people for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. And you're just such a beautiful example of finding different ways to make it work. And it's yeah. like, this is what I need. I'm going to go out and find it. I'm going to, I'm going to cultivate a community to have that connection. Um, so yeah, that's super fun. I love showing different, uh, um, the different ways nursing can, um, can be because it really yeah. can be anything you want. It's so true. Yeah. And you've had so many good examples on this podcast of like, different types of nurses. There's just so many options. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I love sharing people's stories because every, everybody's journey is different. And I love, um, just, oh gosh, some of them have been hard, hard to like, to sit with and to hear the journey and the story and then just, but then to see where people are at now. And then some people just crack me up and I love all the different types of nurses we have and the different journeys. And it's just, it's been really cool to, um, to be a part of. So thank you for being on here as well and sharing your journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime I get to connect with more nurses, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. So in our last two minutes, is there anything on your heart that you would love to get a message out or share um, as we wrap up? Yeah. You know, what I always want to leave people with is just that your body is on your side. Mm. Wherever you're at right now, your body is on your side and it is enough as it is in this moment. We can either waste our lifetime just trying to, to shrink and trying to be smaller, trying to take up less space, trying to fit into the mold that, that the society has made for us, or we can accept that we're meant to take up the space that we're supposed to in this world and that we're meant to make these like bigger moves, that your body isn't the thing getting in your way. It's actually the thing enabling you to do so much. So just to leave you with the idea that you are completely worthy right now. You are deserving and enough right now as you are. Um, I know it's a lot of pressure to feel like your body needs to look a certain way or that you have to be doing everything right, but you don't. You're doing it exactly as you need to. You're on your path and you're going to get to where you need to go 
it's just maybe not going to look the way that you thought it would, but you are doing everything correctly. Give yourself a little grace. You're working really hard and the world is really beneficial or benefiting from you just existing. So I want to leave you with that. Um, And I would love to connect with each and every one of you. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Ashley O show. You can listen to the podcast, Um, but stay in communities like this one, find nurses who are spreading a positive message and building community. And you're going to be such a better nurse, a better person. If you keep staying in these spaces, uh, instead of kind of getting drowned out in the noise of everyone struggling or the complaining or the the toxicity in nursing, find the positive spaces. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful message and, and connection. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening in and we'll see you next time. Bye.